0: The Chicago White Sox beat the Detroit Tigers on Sunday afternoon 5-3 and swept the series. The White Sox are three games over five hundred for the first time since mid-April. A.J. Pollock and Andrew Vaughn had a big series, and the Sox got some outstanding pitching performances from not only the starters but also the bullpen. Are the Sox back? Can we get excited about this team again? Well, this week is a huge week for the Sox as they welcome the Houston Astros to the south side. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked on White Sox. Thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk. White Sox, Locked On White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lance Lynn went six innings and did not give up a home run. That's a recipe for success. Uh, The Sox didn't score a ton of runs, but they came at critical moments and were provided by some key players. Uh, But first, the 19-game stretch of sub-500 opponents is over. I'm going to tell you why this is a very important week. Our Chicago White Sox are 59-56, and 56, two and a half games back in the AL Central, chasing the Cleveland Guardians. There are 47 games left in the season. Uh, White Sox beat the Tigers on Sunday 5-3, first time uh, since April 17th that the White Sox are three games over Uh, That was the ninth game of the season. It was a series against the Tampa Bay Rays uh, here on the south side. Uh, White Sox sweep the last place Tigers. Uh, Sox did what they were supposed to do to a bad team. I know it was the Detroit uh, Tigers, uh, but still we've seen uh, in moments uh, recently when we went to Kansas City just last week, It doesn't always go the way it should go. Uh, Saks took care of business, uh, not just win the series, but win all three games. Uh, This 19 game stretch that we've been talking about uh, for a while now, and you probably have been uh, following and paying attention. Uh, This was part of that. The Saks have an easy schedule uh, after the all-star break. Well, the 19 game stretch uh, schedule of the Sox playing sub 500 teams, that's over. Uh, Sox went 11 and eight uh, during that 19 game stretch. Uh, so they went three games over 500, which is exactly where their record is right now. Uh, it starts to get a little bit more challenging. Uh, Tonight, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more of that uh, Houston uh, series uh, later in this episode, and then looking a a little bit further down the line, a big weekend series at Cleveland coming up starting on Friday. Uh, Let's talk about this Detroit series, though. A lot to get to, a lot of exciting stuff, uh, not only from the team, but also some individuals. Let's go all the way back to Friday uh, game one of the series, Sacks won two to nothing. Uh, that was the big Michael Kopech game, right? Uh, Sacks offense, two runs, eight hits, five walks, six strikeouts, only one extra base hit, uh, and that was A.J. Pollock. Uh, he had a double. You're going to hear his name quite a bit uh, during this episode. Uh, White Sacks with runners in scoring position, one for Eight. Uh, they left 10 men on base. Uh, it was 0-0 for a while in the game. Unfortunately, it just felt like here we go again, another wasted opportunity uh, from a stellar pitching uh, performance. Further in that game, Luis Robert, we lost him due to a jammed wrist, uh, trying to steal second base, uh, went head first as he's known to do. Uh, and he's got that sliding glove on his right hand, uh, but it was his left hand uh, that got jammed. Uh, banged, He banged his wrist into a uh, scope for uh, Detroit. The second baseman was like blocking the bag with his leg. You can debate that one. I, I just, I wonder sometimes like the rules at home, catcher can't be blocking, uh, you know, home plate, yet uh, second baseman could be blocking with his leg in that situation, it did not look good. Thankfully, uh, x-rays were negative. He did not play Saturday or Sunday. We need him in this Houston series. I am hoping to see him in the lineup uh, tonight, uh, that he is uh, well-rested, but again, didn't look good. Uh, Kopech, on the other hand, looked outstanding. Michael Kopech went six innings, zero hits, zero runs, three walks, 11 strikeouts, and threw 85 pitches. Uh, so he was well debated by fans everywhere, Steve Stone uh, talking about it, uh, Tony La Russa defending the decision in the postgame. Uh, a lot of folks this weekend uh, weighing in and discussing it on social media. Why didn't Michael Kopech pitch uh, longer? Why did he not come out uh, for the seventh? Uh, I am somebody that, um, watching that game, watching his pitch count, I had a really good feeling, you know what, he's just, he can't. He's got it all tonight. It's unfortunate. He's locked in. Um, I, he's just not going to be able to go the distance at, at his pitch count right now. Now, coming out of the game with 85, and you've already thrown 100 pitches uh, this year, I thought for sure... He would come out for the seventh. Um, he thought uh, he had something left in the tank, Ta- listening to his postgame comments, even seeing him leaving the field, he kind of had that one finger up motioning to LaRusa or maybe even cats, like, I think I've got one more. I, since he wasn't going to go nine, it, you know, it, that seemed to be the the reasoning. Since Kopeck wasn't going to go nine, we decided to shut him down after six. I I don't know if I subscribe to that and who am I to second guess uh, La Russa or Steve stone, but just based on what we know with Kopech and, you know, hearing from cats several weeks ago in an article where there isn't an innings limit uh, on Michael Kopech, uh, Ethan Katz said, we're going to listen to Kopech. Kopech will tell us uh, by how his body feels, you know, how he should be pitching and what he looks like, frankly, and he looked outstanding on Friday. It was a zero-zero game. Uh, Socks don't have an off day until August 29th, and you can look at that in several different ways. But I looked at as, you know, we need rested bullpen, and if we can get one more inning out of Kopech, you know, it's zero-zero. Maybe the offense can can kick it in and, and, and scratch a run, and then we'll go to our bullpen. I I don't know. I I thought that was the way to go, especially since he was only at 85. Put him out there for the seventh. See what happens. You know, make sure you get the bullpen up and ready to go if he feels good and if he feels like he can continue to pitch at the level he was pitching. Now, the, the other issue was La Russa talking about, you know, well, he could blow out his arm, you know, if we send him out there for the seventh trying to overdo it. I mean, that's a conversation that Ethan Katz should be having with Kopeg you know, throughout the season of how to stay, you know, within yourself and how not to try to be max effort and opportunities, you know, that you don't, you don't, you can't, you know, for sake of your body, control yourself. He's got to learn that, right? Kopech has got to learn how to pitch under control. Uh, I don't know if that was a teaching moment opportunity. I get it. He's not going to finish the game, but I thought at least the seventh inning, uh, he had it in him. Either way, it was an outstanding performance from Michael Kopech. Something to build on there. Uh, he was marvelous. Uh, Sacks won that game, of course, 2-0. A close one, a nail-biter. Uh, Saturday, another close game. Sacks won 6-4 to four, uh, against Detroit. Sacks offense, 6 runs, 14 hits, a walk, 7 strikeouts, 2 extra base hits, and three for seven with runners in scoring position. They left nine on. Uh, A moment in the seventh is really where you need to go with this. Uh, Yasmani Grandel had a bat drop fly ball to center field in the seventh. Obviously, Yaz thought it was gone. Warning track power. Abreu was at first, though. And mind you, he legged out a single, an infield single, and he kind of grabbed his hamstring. So I didn't even know if Abreu was going to stay in the game at that point. But Abreu was able to tag up from first, got to second base on that uh, sack fly from Yaz. Uh, It was a contested play. Baez thought, of course, he tagged Abreu out. Uh, Abreu was uh, ruled safe. And then the next hitter up, we got Andrew Vaughn. Comes up clutch with a single up the middle. Abreu obviously doesn't score if he doesn't get to second on that sack fly. And uh, and Andrew Vaughn's hit broke up a 4-4 tie. Then a huge A.J. Pollock solo home run. I told you we'd hear his name again in the eighth. Uh, exciting. Uh, some dramatics late in the game for the Sox. Giolito, seven innings pitched on Saturday. Eight hits, four earned runs, a walk, seven strikeouts. His ERA sits now at 4.92. He threw 92 pitches. Uh, Giolito didn't get a call early in the game. It was a strike, but it was called a ball, which turned into a walk and a big inning for Detroit. Aloy Jimenez misplayed a ball out in left field. I have no idea, nor will I ever have an idea of what he was doing out in left field there. Uh, Giolito very str- frustrated uh, with some of those events. Talked about it in the post game. Admitted uh, he was angry and mad but was able to find a way to maintain his composure. I think that's the big takeaway uh, from that outing. He was able to manage his, his, uh, you know, away from whatever was happening behind him and the blown call, compose himself, and he pitched, you know, he gave you seven inning, which was great. Uh, Lopez came in in the eighth, uh, Hendricks in the ninth. Lopez has been another just outstanding guy to watch, hitting 99 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour to end the inning on a strikeout. In his last 12 appearances, Lopez, 11 in a third innings pitched, 0.79 ERA, 15 strikeouts and zero walks. Hendricks electric with his 25th save on Saturday. A.J. Pollock and Andrew Vaughn are heating up at the right time. I'm going to tell you why. It's not necessarily what you hit, but when you hit it, that matters. More on that in a moment. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for for you to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find you uh, the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Sunday, uh, the series finale. Uh, Sox beat the Tigers 5-3. to three. Uh, Coming into the game, Sox offense ranked 25th in all of baseball in home runs, but they got some key uh, long balls uh, in this one. Third inning, A.J. Pollock once again comes up big uh, with a home run to lead off the inning. Solo home run to get the Sox on the board. uh, 2-1 Detroit at this point. After three innings, only one run, three hits, two walks, a strikeout. Uh, 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position, and they've left four men on. Huge home run, though, uh, by AJ Pollock to get things going. Fifth inning, AJ Pollock once again, there's that name again with a lead off double as he shot the gap in right field, hitting lefties very well lately. Uh, Mancata with a pop fly to right field, nothing doing there, but then Aloy Jimenez. Picks him up with a big-time RBI double down the left field line. His second hit of the day, 2-2 uh, two to two at that point. Uh, just one out for Abreu. He singles to short left field. Runners on the corners. Uh, Abreu coaching for first base. If you're watching this game, maybe you picked up on this. Abreu kind of shouting across the diamond to Jimenez on what to be looking for uh, if in case there's a sack fly just being ready. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, though, hit a ground ball to shortstop. And Detroit uh, couldn't convert the double play. First baseman couldn't hold on to it. Aloy scores. It's 3-2 White Sox. Uh, Then the eighth inning really needed an insurance run. Uh, And Andrew Vaughn delivered. Solo home run to left center. What a series for Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Sacks did not quit as they took advantage of a misplay in left field on a Zavala double. Harrison scored from first base, another huge insurance run. Sacks went up 5-2 at that time. Sacks offense, five runs, 10 hits, four doubles, uh, six strikeouts, five extra base hits, two big insurance runs in the eighth inning uh, with runners in scoring position. Two for eight on Sunday. They left nine guys on. I thought it was really critical where they were scoring those runs uh, and what they were hitting when they were hitting it uh, late in the game when they needed it. Uh, that, that to me, was, it was a great sign. Andrew Vaughn in the series, five for 12, one home run, five RBIs. A.J. Pollock in the series, five for 11, uh, two home runs, three RBIs. Uh, Lance Lynn was on the Hill Sunday. Third inning, he got into his first real jam of the game. Uh, Detroit had runners on the corners with only one out. Lenin Sosa with some sloppy defense. Uh, then a pitch from Lynn gets away from Zavala. Detroit scores on that. Uh, Baez comes up with a runner on second and two outs. Uh, obviously, the Boo bird's out for him. Uh, he reaches out and hits us. It's a low Outside pitch into the right field gap ends up getting the second somehow. Uh, another Detroit run comes in and Baez uh, finds the need. You know he removes his helmet after his double and puts his finger to his mouth to quiet the crowd. Uh, he is so easily disliked and he feeds off of it. But you, it, it's almost tough not to boo him. Uh, because of him enjoying wearing the black hat so much. It was 2-0 Detroit at that point. Lynn after three innings, four hits, two runs, zero walks, five strikeouts, 46 pitches uh, in the fifth. Lynn at 57 pitches at the start of the inning. Detroit got their leadoff hitter on, but some solid defense by Mancata to start a double play. Mancata refuses to let his offensive woes be brought out to the field. He has thrown some leather lately. Difficult to move him away from third. I know that was a conversation being had earlier in the year when Jake Berger was hot. Lynn's final line, six innings, five hits, two earned runs, zero strikeouts, seven, uh, zero walks, I'm sorry, seven strikeouts. And the big one, zero home runs given up. Lynn's got his ERA at 5.62 through 88 pitches. Lambert comes in in the seven, uh, seventh. Great inning of work there. Ended with a, a big strikeout. Fist pump, tons of emotion. Eighth inning, Lambert comes back out, starts things with a strikeout. He faced four hitters, struck out all four uh, in his outing on Sunday. Lambert gave way to Justin Diekman, allowed a allowed a lot of hit, but got two uh, huge strikeouts to keep it a one run lead for the Sox. And then in the ninth inning, you know Hendricks pitched Friday and Saturday, so it was Graveman in the ninth. Uh, Gave up a solo home run, but nothing else. Uh, Very nice series for the White Sox. Uh, Battled, came from behind, and uh, got some critical hits late in the game with some solid uh, bullpen help. Uh, White Sox will play host to one of the best teams in baseball. I'm going to tell you why you should feel confident with Johnny Cueto on the mound. More on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. The Houston Astros are in town for a four game series. They will be without Michael Brantley. We are without Tim Anderson. Hopefully, Luis Robert will be back in the lineup uh, for this series. Robert is an absolute difference maker. Maybe start sliding in feet first. I don't know, but we gotta keep him in this lineup with 47 critical games to go. Uh on Monday, you got Houston. They're 74 and 41, 12 games up in the AL West, uh taking on our White Sox. Uh, Sox played the Astros back in mid-June. It was a three-game series. Sox won the second game, that middle game that it was Saturday night. Uh, beating Verlander, uh, which was, you think back now, how did the Sox beat Verlander? And they and they beat him. They chased him after three and two-thirds of an inning. Uh, Sox put up seven runs, nine hits on, on Justin Verlander. And uh, we'll most likely be talking about him more uh, Tuesday. Uh, in that one victory down in Houston, Johnny Cueto was actually on the hill for the Sox. Uh, His line, seven innings pitch, two hits, zero earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. Cueto is scheduled to go tonight for the Sox. Johnny's last start was his 13th quality start. He's got eight quality starts in a row, and it prompted the question of if the Sox have any fire left. That was the big comment. Remember, we talked about it uh, just last week and how La Russa uh, responded. Andrew Vaughn has since recently talked about it after the series sweep that the Sox, it's a different story now. After this series, the Sox have still got some fire. It's a big series because the Sox will test their metal against one of the league's best, but also the White Sox need to stay close to Cleveland in the standings. Cleveland is playing Detroit. Uh, White Sox will travel to Cleveland to face the Guardians. Uh, This weekend, there are only six more games against Cleveland on the schedule. Uh, First things first, though, Sox-Houston, Johnny Cueto on the Hill should be uh, a well-attended, exciting uh, series on the south side. Thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore G-G-T-B. Thanks for making Locked On White Sacks your first listen. Uh, now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan uh, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team. And the biggest stories around the league, follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, coming up on the next episode, I will recap the Johnny Cueto outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, go Sox.